Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is November 20th, so thanks again for listening, or if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle Ham And Samuel Shoyola. Creators of MarriageMillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. To put things in our real time, the vlog is in the strategically single and intentionally engaged phase. What this means is that we do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because we are not married. Instead, our current focus is teaching millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and preparing them for family if that is a current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with us after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page backslash MFMillennials. Rose Twitter and IG handle is at Rochelle Ham, and mine is at Samuel Shoyola. So feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site. From books to free courses to my closet, um, products and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Another thing, we are doing a Thanksgiving giveaway. Um, I want to say, yeah, tomorrow is the last day to sign up. We're giving away a free turkey, a free ham, and canned goods. So if you win, you would literally get all three big chunks of stuff. So you can't beat that. Um, The contest rules are on our site, so feel free to head there to check it out. And without further ado, let's jump on in. (laughs) Right. Uh, Happy Monday, guys. How y'all doing today? What's going on? I hope that you guys have been keeping up as well. All that good stuff, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up on Thanksgiving week. And, um, you know, we hope that you guys are ready to eat because we are. Are you oh, ready yeah, to yeah. eat? Oh, yeah, yeah. ready to put on a couple, couple inches around the waistband, you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe <laughs> not us because we, we got something to prepare for. Speaking of which, hey, fiance. <laughs> hey, hey there, fiance. So, yeah, man. So for those of y'all who don't know, we are officially engaged. Yeah, we are. Yeah, guys, I pretty much somehow convinced Sam to just let me annoy him for the rest of his life. And he said, yeah, so he locked it down. Um, That's right. Yeah, so we wanted to make a podcast that finally talked about how we met. I know that... Um, throughout our podcast, we always said we were going to do it, but we never actually did. Um, so we think that now is the perfect time, now that we've moved into another chapter in our life. So we want to talk about how we met, our engagement story, and more from a different perspective. So we have a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in because um, we don't know how long this podcast is going to be. All right. All yeah. right. I mean, let's just start from the beginning, like how we met, right? So, um, obviously, um, and it's funny, I gave like this whole chronological speech at the engagement with, uh, starting with, um, Sid and my boy Jordan, and basically I was at my, uh, I was at my friend Jordan's house, and while I was over there, um, Sid said that he was bringing his mentee in, and, um, you know, back then, 
we were sitting there wondering, like, okay, Seth's bringing a mentee, someone he's been, you know, going back to Georgia Southern to help, I guess, um, in maybe some academic way or whatever it might be like that. And he walks in and... Y'all thought we was going to be dating. Let's... All right, all right. We'll keep okay, it keep it funky. All right, all right. So, basically, Seth was coming in. And me and Jordan were sitting there like, okay, it's probably some new chick he caught. Talk. He's saying he's mentoring, but he's really just trying to date or whatever like that. And you walked in, and I was like, <laughs> he says he's mentoring. Uh, yeah, she's cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Said, God. you know, don't be doing my voice that like that. <laughs> but um, I, I get, I know what you mean. Um, you want to keep going, or you want me no, to tell no, from no, my no, perspective? Jump in, jump in. Tell, tell them what you thought when you came in. Okay, and then you go back yeah. to your okay. So, how me and Sam met was pretty much through Sed first. Yeah. So, um, Sed and I pretty much met randomly. Um, we were on Twitter and we, um, you know, clicked as well as a couple other people clicked. And then before you knew it, I was in this group me with um, myself and a bunch of other people from my alma mater. And we would, you know, just talk every day, crack jokes, all that stuff. Um, and it was um, fun for the time that I was in there. Um, Seth and I, for some reason, just kind of hit it off platonically, um, not romantically. And one time he was having a birthday. I had just come back from college. And I was like, you know, let me get out of my shell and just hang out with some new young people um, that may be older than me, could probably mentor me in life, etc. And so um, I met up with him for his birthday and other people were there. And Seth and I just kind of hit it off um, to where, like, you know, instantly I felt like he was a good person. Um, he felt the same about me. And then slowly over time, we just began to kind of share things in our lives with each other, what I was going through at the time, um, what he was going through at the time. And Seth just became and still is just a big part of my life as a mentor. And so through him, um, I met I met. I ended up meeting Sam, and wow. so that's how um, we ended up meeting. Yeah, I mean, um, for the most part, said was said. Always just tell me he's like, man, she she. First of all, he was telling me that first of all I could holler at you. That was number one, <laughs> and then and then number two, he was also telling me he was like, she actually does listen to you though. She really does. She she likes a lot of things that you say. Yada yada yada. Of course, that you know, it's a nice little stroke to the ego right there. Why not talk to a girl who listens to you? But um, yeah, because I'm a firecracker. I don't be I don't be taking no mess. Like hey. if, if you don't come with it correctly, I just I, I'm out. So right, exactly. The fact that I was able, I listened to you. I think that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was definitely a uh, kind of a spark that really started off. You know, as well as the attraction uh, aspect of things. But then you know, um, later on down the road, we just we just talked casually from there. But um. Later on down the road, there was her birthday was coming up around that same time, um, just a couple months after one of my homeboys had just proposed to his wife, his now wife, um, and uh, so we get to her birthday date, and it's like her graduation and birthday thing yeah, all rolled they were in one, so close to each other, and. Me and her, we still casual or whatever like that, but at the same time, I'm I saying, didn't. I wasn't too sure if I was feeling you at that point. Okay, excuse me. Then. You, was, right. you was you was fronting on the kid though. You was, <laughs> you wanted the kid though. So um, so me and a homeboy uh, actually said, and another homeboy of ours named Nick. We all I'm just dropping names. I don't even know if they're okay with this, but um, 
we all went to her birthday party to celebrate with her and some friends or whatever like that. And, you know, I had to, you know, put a little elbow room in there like, hey, you know, that one. I'm talking to that one. So, you know, just oh, keep your eyes off of that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I man. like you. <laughs> and um but yeah so that night went very very well um and uh yeah so you know i i uh she actually we were going we were all going to go to the waffle house that evening but uh she was going to ride in my car to the waffle house and while we were in the car i decided you know i'm, I'm gonna take it slow on her and uh you know drop the marriage bomb yeah, pretty slow. <laughs> so yeah, so at that evening, um, at my birthday celebration, you know, Sam was really nice. He went and dined me that night. Um, just really was a sweet gentleman. Um, and so when we got into his car, he kind of we pretty much I think at that point we um started you know feeling each other, and he was just like um. Like, hey, I want to date you, but if I date you, it's with the intention of marrying you. You know, if we realize that we're not marriage compatible, um, you know, we would cease to date. And this is this is literally day one. Um, yeah. So I always tell people, like, you know, I always knew we were getting married. I always knew I didn't have to. And I was, that, that, by the way, terrified me considering, like, so I had got off a breakup, right? And... After that breakup, you know, the advice I was getting from more of my um, my uh, spiritual leaders for that point was really that exact advice. Like, hey, tell her up front what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. And I always said to myself, I was like, man, that is going to scare the crap out of any girl. Like, that's just not, that's not good game. You know what I'm saying? That's just <laughs> not the way that seems. So... You know, I was like, you know what, we're just going to try it. And, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, try, try again. But, you know, I really don't. God, please don't let me scare this one off because she looks, she looks really good and I like her. <laughs> yeah, and I think even my age had a lot to do with that, too, mm-hmm. since um, you were older than me. So you felt like that was going to kind of push me away. Yep. Um, And it just so happened that. I guess God saw fit that it didn't. I mean, I've always been yeah. a relationship girl, so that wasn't something that, you know, turned me away or anything. Um, so, And it ended up just working out. So, um, yeah. And, and just a word of advice. Like, I think that one thing I could say, though, um, even though it worked for me on the first try, is you want to get to the no as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, they teach you that, like, back in sales, like, when you're when you're going door to door, if you got people who come in at a high rate through the door, then what you have to sell them for X, Y, and Z. If you know that they are just one of those people who really haven't made up their mind, get to the no as quickly as possible. Right. So you save that way yourself. you don't wait. You you're mm-hmm. saving yourself and the customer some time. And even when you're talking to your romantic interests, um, just get to the no as quickly as possible. That way, because that's what you're really you're trying to get to the person who is going to commit and dig in with you. Right. Yeah, and so um, at that point, our courtship kind of started. Yeah. And by kind of, I mean that Sam thought he was my boyfriend, and I was kind of just like, you still got some stuff to unpack, so let me give you a little second. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, I had just got out <laughs> of a breakup, right? So, in just getting out of a breakup, you know, um, 
your 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 the person that you're talking to is going to be concerned that the old person is not fully out of the picture yet. So she we had a little thing where it's called she sent me back to Iraq basically. It's just a joke we had and I don't know if anybody would get it from us explaining it, but um I want to express the importance of that um just for the ladies listening to this. It oh, yeah, was important yeah, it was important to me to know that I mean he just he wasn't just in the rebound stage. Mm-hmm. And then he found a girl who was pretty, who he connected with because you can connect with someone and that still not be your husband. You can connect with someone and that still not be your wife. And so I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just him falling out of one thing and then falling into another. And so I, I, I made him, you know, wait a while. I mean, it wasn't too long now. It wasn't like forever. It was only like a couple of weeks. But um, I made him wait to, you know, make sure that I felt like he was level-headed and he was ready to jump into something new before I said, okay, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, making a rational decision as opposed to, like, just emotionally just jumping into one thing after another. Um, yeah, this was, like, probably one of the more rational things that I've ever done in life. Just in, And the reason why I say that is because people don't really think about rationality when it comes to, to romantic love. love. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can be very, very rational and intentional in how you pick your partner and how you want to move forward. And it still has all... The, the 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 butterflies and the in the in the warm fuzzy feelings of love mm-hmm. but it's just that you are you are intentionally crafting your future the way that um at least to the degree of who you pick um uh in 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 going forward and you know hopefully into marriage for for those who of you who are pursuing that yeah man so um yeah at that point we started to court we went on our first date which was Thor Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Thor. Yeah, it was it was actually ironic. So recently, Thor just came out with the Ragnarok movie, and we uh, and as um, as an engaged couple, that was our first movie to watch. But as um, as we first started uh, courting, that was our first movie as well that we watched. And of course, just like she did in the first movie. She fell asleep. Yep. Listen, <laughs> you, I, I want, listen, I, what you see is what you get. Fell hey man, asleep right in if the she movie. Fall, if she falls asleep in the movie theater, don't take it as an insult. That just means she's comfortable enough to actually fall asleep around Amen. you in the first place. It's nap time. I mean, those reclining seats and the food, listen, listen, it, it's the setup. Yeah. It's the setup. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so we went and we watched Thor. We but before the movie started, because we picked a late movie, and this is the um this is the Thor that I'm talking about when we first started dating. Um we had a late movie, so we had like two to three hours before the movie started just because that was the only time available. Mm-hmm. So during that time, Sam and I, we got to sit down, talk to each other. I learned about his family. I learned he had siblings. I learned he learned some things about me. And we got to, you know, talk. And I actually like that because a movie is not really a good first date because you're not talking. Mm -hmm. So I like that we had um, those couple of hours to where we can get to know each other better Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, just talk before the movie mm-hmm. and yeah you came to my house came to my mom's house and oh, yeah. picked me up <laughs> yeah when i came to your mom's house that was funny i thought i thought i was gonna like i kept saying to myself I was like all right what type of icebreakers what are you gonna say you know what i'm saying you coming into i knew you were jamaican so i was like should i should I like bust out a fake Jamaican accent? Should I? What should I say? Maria don't play that. Yeah, Mama, Mama Nicholson was not playing any of that whatsoever. I knocked on that door, and all icebreakers 
melted <laughs> before <laughs> before the fire that his mama nickels in. Uh, so you want some heat? She wasn't mean, but she was heat? just like she was just like uh, I, I said I said um because I wasn't sure. I was like you know it's the holiday season, but I, I don't want to just say you know Merry Christmas and maybe they aren't into that type of thing or whatever like that. So I said, Hey, happy holidays! And she was like, she looked me from head to toe, looked me up and down, and said. Around here we say Merry Christmas, son. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well. Yeah, the head honcho. <laughs> she ain't playing no games at all. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much how we met. Um, talking about my mom, I think, is a great way to segue into our second topic oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the podcast. Um, a lot of people don't know that Sam actually asked my mom to court me and got her approval to court me before he... Um, after we went on our, our date, but before we went further. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and it was interesting. During this whole time, I had been listening to a couple other podcasts on how you're supposed to go about this whole thing. And I remember um, uh, hearing a couple different people, um, personalities out there, basically saying, yeah, you need to approach immediately, approach the parents, uh, the guardian of that, of that person that you're courting. And let them know what your intentions are with their daughter. And that's basically what I went ahead and did um, on that first date. Well, actually, the day after that first date. And I had, you know, let her know, like, you know, if there if it comes a point where it just seems like, you know, I'm just indefinitely dating your daughter. Or if it seems like, you know, that I'm not I'm no longer dating with intention. You have every right to dismiss me. You have every right to tell me that, no, I don't think you're good for my daughter, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, this this whole thing can end like right then and there. And it's just important to do this up front. And the reason why it's important to do this up front is because this removes, this is is done before the feelings of attachment and the feelings of like, well, I'm head over heels in love with this girl are even underway whatsoever. Right. So then because it's done before that, then it gives room for, you know, the feelings of being head over heels in love. But at the same time, it sets a precedent that set, that tells you, you know what, before her and I are clouded by those feelings of emotion, we have somebody on the outside of our ball of emotion that can look and objectively say to us, to say to us hey, you need to work on that. Hey, this seems to be an issue between the two of y'all. Hey, um, make sure this, make sure you, you ask him this, or make, make sure you lead my daughter this way when it comes to this particular issue because, you know, she, she, you know, the the mother in uh, her mother knows her daughter very, very well, more than I would ever know her because she's raised her. She's the one who has created the woman that I like so much today. So there are things that she knows about her daughter that she knows that I'm going to need to help her on. And there are things that she knows about um, her daughter that she knows that that her daughter's going to need from me. So I, I think that is very, very important. On both sides. Yeah, and um, we know there are different circumstances in family. Like for me, um, like for the like if in in an ideal world, he really you really were supposed to talk to my father. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, my me and my mom live together, and my dad is in um New York. Yeah. So that's just our circumstance. Um, and so um, he went with my mom. The import they what the important part here is just to get. 
families involved or get yeah. some type of guardian outside of yourself involved. Um, that way, like he said, you have another outside party who can both keep you guys accountable. And, um, and that, you know, you should have older people mentoring you involved in your courtship. Yeah. And initially, I, I actually wanted to talk with the father. And, and, but the issue was that, you know, because of uh, the issue of, of, the, of her father and mother, you know, not being together anymore, like that was, it strained that particular uh, uh, aspect of me talking to him. Um, but once, but once, um, once her and, once her mother and I had gotten on the same page and I kind of had read it, I read more into it in regards to like, who is it I'm supposed to talk to? I'm supposed to talk to the person who is shepherding over your life at that time. And the person who's shepherding over Rochelle's life at this time right now is Mama Nicholson. And she did a great job of pouring into us, even has sat us down for counseling. She has sat us on those couches and literally showed us, you know, hey, you need to step it up here. And hey, uh, you need to step it up there. And um, I really think that that is so important in regards to giving you guys, giving anyone a fair chance. Yeah. And, and your and yeah. your parents as well. Um, you know, like your dad is definitely somebody we um, go to and mm. we need counsel and um, he's there for us. And um, it's important that you have those two sides in, involved or whatever side you can have involved in your courtship. Um. I feel like we we got these segues on down on lock. Right, 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 <laughs> Cause, right exactly. Because um, yeah, you know, just kind of talking about having people in our courtship. Um, courtship. This is our third point. Courtship stretched us. Like it yeah. really made us mature. Um, I mean, we pretty much we courted for about um three years. It'll be four years next month, but we're engaged now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing I want to say is that social media goals are overwhelming. Like, you know, you go on social media yeah, and you that. see you see every couple and it's just like, wow, like all these couples are just so happy and in love and like <laughs> their whole life is just like walking on gold already, streets of gold. And, um, but you're kind of just like, well, I just sinned against Sam and he just sinned against me. So here mm-hmm. we here we are. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what y'all doing, right. but we're a mess, right. <laughs> like in in God's eyes. So, um, so um, that's one thing. You know, courtship stretched us. We had to learn to reconcile, to forgive each other. Mm-hmm. We had to learn, um, just how to just be our true, raw, natural selves around each other. Mm-hmm. Like you know, not this, you know. And we picture would, perfect thing that doesn't exist. We would literally there. There were times in which we would just get under each other's skin. I mean, tick each other off. Mm-hmm. And like, there were other Christian friends around us who we would call and we would you know vent to and talk to about things. I remember one time when she called. She told me she called one of her friends, um, and uh, that girl told her straight up like, uh, "Yeah, it doesn't get easier when you get married." So. Uh, I hope you're ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she was very upfront with you and told and told and, and, and you know and and that's one thing that that really good Christian friends are going to teach you about in regards to fighting for your relationship and fighting for your marriage. Um, there are going to be times in which you guys are going to disagree. You're going to completely disagree on a particular issue, and don't think that just because you're calling your friend who's been married for seven, eight, ten years 
that, oh, the reason why they've been married for seven, eight, ten years is because they've been argument-free. Right. Nah, that's not it at all. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, in, in, in seeing those other people have parallels and, and relatability to our issues um, and telling us to stick it through and to, and to, like, I think the main thing you learn is so much patience. Mm-hmm. So because like, most of the arguments are minuscule. Like, yeah, most minus- of them are dumb. <laughs> they're, they're minuscule, and it, and it and it and they come from flying off the handle mm-hmm. from what our natural responses are to particular things. So, I, because I was raised a certain way, right? right? Then you know, you tell me X, Y, Z, and I'm like, well, the way I was raised, we do blah 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 blah. And I just say, I just say it. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Sam just says things, and then he just like deals with the consequences later. But like. I'll just say it, but then I've already now I've now I've ticked you off, and then you come back, you know what I'm saying, and you say your thing, and now we're just at each other's throats. And not only that, even if you don't say anything, even if it's not that intense to where you're just like saying things, whenever you have two people that are from different backgrounds that are trying to make two lives into one, it's a struggle. Yeah. Because um, you know, I may be raised where I don't put my elbows on the table. You may not be raised that way. And when I see you put your elbows on the table, it it, it insults me. Or if you don't right. look a certain way, dressed properly enough, or if I don't sound, sound a certain way, it, it, it just because of how we are raised. And yeah. um, and no one person is right and no one person is wrong. Um, but it's just, it takes a while yeah. to, to merge and say, okay, yep. I see where you're coming from here. You see where I'm coming from here. And so, yeah, courtship definitely stretched us. But I feel, at least on my end, and you can agree with me or not, Mm -hmm. but I just feel so confident in just being who I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I am a work in progress. Um, You know, I am as classy as I can be, you know. I have my moments where, you know, I'm not the classiest in the building. But, um, you know, I am. I I try to uphold my self-confidence. I try to do what's right. Um, I may not always get it right. I'm not always going to be perfect. But, um, you know, I'm a very transparent person. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a big, big heart. Um, and so this courtship just kind of just t- taught me to be okay in that. Like, you know, just... Being my true raw self, even when I'm the ugliest version of myself. Right, right. And so, yeah. And I believe that's the same thing with me. Like, I really, I truly believe that. Well, I, I actually take a little bit of a different approach on that. Like the way I am, I'm a little bit more, um, I'm a little bit more passive on things sometimes, and I'll permit things, you know, despite me, may, I might not necessarily like them, right? And I, and one thing I think I learned more was to be more assertive, was to be more, you know, like, don't always let everything just slide into the rug and build and build and build until you then, what, you explode on somebody. And that's not the way that I, I mean, I used to do that back in the day. I'm sure if you ask any of my friends, they will tell you about how I would do that. But, um, you know, if you let things build up too long, the damage that can come from that um, that retaliation is very... Uh, it's just not. It's not a good thing. It's not something that you want. Well, in hold your up life. now. Hold up now. You don't. Don't make it sound like you just. You just this victim who. Who you just let things build up on you. You be. You be coming no, for no, the no. neck too. I, I, no, I come for people sometimes. But like, it, what I'm saying is that. What I'm simply saying is that like, there are some things that I just literally. I just. You know, I let. I let it go, and I let it go, and I let it go, mm-hmm. and I, I get that a little bit from my dad. You're but, better um, than. You're better than at it than I am. 
Right, 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 <laughs> right. And um, yeah, so we, we've we've actually started to learn each other in regards to our our behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. So like, I know there are certain things that if I don't get this nipped in the bud immediately, Rochelle gonna go off. And Rochelle also knows that there are certain things that she knows actually deep down inside I'm really actually pissed off about. Mm-hmm. But she recognizes that, you know what? I'm going to help him confront this particular issue and let's bring it out. Because mm-hmm. if it keeps building, I know mm-hmm. how he gets when he gets really, really angry. Right. So, so let's like, not even let it get to that point. Yeah. So sometimes, I, I really like that you said that. Like sometimes we have to help each other bring the strengths out of the other person. Right. Like I know that Sam can be passive and I know that 50 million things can happen to Sam and he will just let it fly off. And I'll be like, Sam, you really going to let them say this or do this or act this way or, you know, or Sam, I know I just said this to you. You should be mad. Like be mad. It's okay to be mad. And he's just kind of like, you know, no, no, but I know he, and deep down he's really upset about it. So you know, I try to give him that balance to where I'm like, you know, you are free to have emotions and be upset with me, other people, and speak up for yourself so people don't feel like they can walk over you. And then where I'm concerned, I'm usually the one who's like, oh, you did what? Let's talk about it right now. Right, <laughs> and so, right. Exactly. And so, and so oh, you said what? Or oh, you did what to me? Let's talk about it right now. So um, um, just because I like to get things out in the open and that's where Sam's able to kind of give me the balance to where he's like, you know, Rochelle... You don't have to fight every battle, right. you know, let things roll off sometimes, you know, cherish people, give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. And so that's where we kind of bounce off of each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a, just a story of iron sharpens iron. That's all it is, man. We, we have not we're not perfect by any means, but we're just rubbing off on each other the best way that God's helping us to do so to the point where we are just, you know, as sharp as we can possibly be. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like we said, courtship did stress stretch us. Stress, so, stress too. Stress, <laughs> stress too. So, uh, with that being said, um, we talked about that, and we talked about it for a, a while, actually. So, let's jump into the nitty gritty, the engagement story, how it all happened, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, um, I was trying to really figure out how um, I was going to balance because I was doing certification. I was doing studying for some certifications um, into a, a cybersecurity type of field, whatever like that. And while I was doing that, um, I was trying my best to balance that and try to plan a proposal. It wasn't working very well. So I had to basically put I put that off for a little bit, but I was like, you know what? Towards the end of that, I was like, all right, now that we have those underway, let's go ahead and start planning. And I called uh, Mama Nicholson up. Mm-hmm. And after I called Mama Nicholson up, uh, I called up Joanna. I, I called up Joanna because I was like, you know what? I had heard Joanna and Rochelle talking on the phone a couple of weeks before. And they were like, <laughs> they were basically booking out the next month and a half of act, of activities. And I was like... When am I gonna have a chance to actually plan a yeah, proposal so for with all this going on? For those of you guys on? who don't know, um, Joanna is one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and so um, we were just kind of talking, and it was like every Saturday we had a plan to do something together. Like, oh, Goodness I'm gonna come here to your brother's your brother's football game. Oh, we're gonna do brunch. Oh, we're gonna next week. Oh, and I guess Sam was just kind of like. When am I getting? What Saturday can I propose? Because y'all got the whole October book. 
yeah. So, yeah. So, so that happened, and um, and uh, finally, I, when I when I talked to Joanne, she's like, "Oh no, no, no! I can eat because we were we were basically trying to figure out." I'll even say this: I got to back up some. Prior to this, I'm talking to Nelly and Dami, right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking to them, we're trying to figure out the best way in which you would not, in any way, shape, or form, guess what was coming. So I'm saying to myself, okay, it has to be something that she would, she's actually looking forward to regardless whether or not it's a proposal or whatever like that. So I said, hey, you know, Rochelle, she's, she has been, you know, pursued about this before in regards to a job for Cox, Cox yeah. Media. And um, so because she's been pursued on this, let's go ahead and make this as though it's going to be a Cox event of some sort. It's oh, so you came up with that idea? Right, right, right. Okay, I thought Joanna came up with that because she worked there, but that's so cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look so, at y'all. So I was saying, to my, the reason why I said that specifically was because, was because of Joanna working there and because your mom was working there. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like the perfect marriage of the two in regards to like, it would be totally believable that, you know, someone was getting an award, regardless of who whatever it was, mm-hmm. and that you just needed to be there to kiss some corporate behind. That's all you had to do, <laughs> right? So that's the way we kind of looked at it, like, okay, so she's going to a gala. Obviously, she's going to dress up mm-hmm. for a gala. So that that would set everything in the right place for her to be appropriately, look looking appropriately to be, you know, engaged. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, on my end, so, yeah, pretty much, Joanna texted me and was like, yeah, you know, my job, I'm, I won this award, and I've got to speak, so will you be my plus one? I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I love dressing up and going down to the city and dressing in gowns. I love it. And so I was like, yeah, great. So um, I did that the day um, of, she was like, let's do a girl's day, let's get our nails done. And I'm just like, okay, great. Like, yeah, we getting ready to go to this gala, let's do that. And so... Um, we, you know, get in the Uber, we head to the W hotel. Wait, 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 wait. We, we head to the W hotel and, um, then we walk in. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. The other thing on the other flip side of things is Mama Nicholson's mom. See, now I get it. I understand why Rochelle is so meticulous when it comes to planning events and making sure they look a certain way and all that stuff like that. Because I had, you know, the plan as far as I was like, yeah, we're going to do it at the W Hotel. W Hotel, if you've ever been to that hotel before, it's it just looks amazing on the inside. I, they have a good um, little uh, section area that you can rope off, um, you know, for special events and stuff like that. They have a good DJ. Just ambiance is amazing, right? But I didn't think about all these small things such as like, hey, let's make sure that food's available. Make sure that you bring the rose petals. Make sure you do. So she was the one who was really the, like when you, when you, whenever you see the pictures online and you see like, you know, Rochelle standing in a circle, in a heart-shaped rose. Mm -hmm. Rochelle, you know, her friends are all giving her white rose. You know, these are things that Rochelle's mom, not Dami and Nelly had talked about and they were just all put together and very well planned and shaped by uh definitely by mama nicholson and uh she put that it, it, the bunt cakes all that stuff like yeah. that she I put love, it and, together and, she put it together amazingly and, like i had like the bare bones but then she just dressed it up to make it just look 
just it made it just pop. Yeah. And it's so cool though because you know I talk to people and everyone's kind of just like you know when you do an engagement. You know, just make it be the two of you because it's less chaos. I mean, there's there's so oh, yeah. many people, there's less chaos. But I am a people person. Mm-hmm. I love being around people. Like, people always ask me all the time, Rochelle, like, you're just so, like, chill, whatever. And I always tell people, like, <laughs> I'm a people. When it comes to my own stuff, I'm very particular. It's like, it has to be this way. But when it comes to other people, I'm just happy to be around. Mm. And so, like, you know, just being around my family and friends and just hearing that they helped out and had all these ideas. Like it just made me so happy just to be around all that love and like people intentionally showing in action that they care about me and care about us. And so, um, yeah. So yeah, I walked in and, um, my family and friends were there and, um, you know, well, actually, you know, t- tell them, tell them how you walked in, tell them how everything happened. <laughs> okay, so I walked in and we walked to the concierge desk and, you know, Joanna was like, you know, can you tell us what the Cox event is? And I guess the W staff, they were all in on it. So they directed us to the room where my whole family was. And as we walked in, they were like, surprise. As I was walking to the room, my, to my family, apparently Sam was behind me. I didn't even know it. So as soon as I saw my family, I turned and Sam was there and he did this amazing speech and then um, proposed and we were engaged and we took a lot of pictures and... Um, Tell him when it hits you. And then I went to go <laughs> hug everyone. <laughs> you are reaching for this. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them know. So, Let them know. <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, I went to hug everyone and I hugged my mom and I just kind of broke down and cried and um, it was great. And then after that, um, Sam took me onto the top of the W building on the helicopter pad and we rode the helicopter all around the city of Atlanta, which was so beautiful. They poured us glasses of champagne. It was awesome. And then we went out and had had and just celebrated with friends. Yeah. So that it was it was really really awesome to see um just you know all my friends there Sam's brother I'm just like you know now you're my brother we're family and um you know just being around everyone it was amazing it was so amazing yeah it um, was it was hilarious like on on hindsight and I think I think actually uh what's his name Jaron got this on camera because mm-hmm. I like I started looking up like what is the actual etiquette for proposal mm-hmm. and they're like yeah make sure it's intimate and by yourself <laughs> make sure it's just you and the girl you don't want any pressure make sure i was like i am failing on everything on this checklist yeah. <laughs> but the love is there yeah. the love is there it was great so, it was awesome it was you did very well but yeah man so that's our engagement story our how we met story you got all that jazz um <sighs> The next thing we kind of want to talk about, though, is imposter syndrome. And I don't know if you guys know what imposter syndrome means, but it's kind of when something good happens to you and you kind of, like, second-guess yourself, like, do I deserve this happiness? Like, mm-hmm. is, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to be in the room? Am I supposed to be in this chapter of my life? Um, so we kind of want to talk about that um, from both perspectives. Um I don't Sam, you can go first. Um, Sam was yeah, I mean, in a relationship, a, a serious relationship, and then in a couple other ones prior. Yeah, yeah. And, and having been in a couple of relationships, I think it was one of those things where I said to myself, like, um, you know, pro- well, well, I'll say this. From the beginning, I had been in a previous engagement, right? And that engagement didn't work out, didn't, didn't, everything fell through for the most part. And... 
because everything had fallen through, I always just kind of felt like, you know, maybe this happens for me, maybe it doesn't, who cares, whatever. And I even more so felt like I'm not even looking forward to the engagement. I'm actually just looking forward to the wedding. I used to always say that to myself, like, this isn't really the the exciting part for me. But one of the reasons why I kind of knew that I was very much so in love with Roe was because on the day of the engagement, I was extremely nervous. Even though I had said before, I was always telling everybody, like, yeah, honestly, man, I just can't wait to get to the wedding plan and, like, actually get down the aisle. Because, like, that's the part I haven't done before. You know what I'm saying? But in a in 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 my previous engagement, it was something I did more so out of, like, obligation, I felt like. It wasn't, like, something I did out of my own personal will to do it. Um, and the reason why I would say that is because like in this particular engagement, it was, it was, it, I felt very much so as though like, yo, I want to engage this girl. I want to marry Ro. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was just the next logical step. You know, we've been together for blah, blah, blah years. So, you know, I guess the next thing we should do is just get married. It wasn't like that. It was more so like, yeah, I can't wait to make an honest woman out of this girl. Like I really can't. And um, that to me was um, definitely where I, that aha moment, like, wow, we're actually doing this. We're, we're going to this level and I think we totally are ready for this. So, yeah. And on my end, um, you know, I was, I had a high school sweetheart. We lasted until, you know, my senior year of college and, um, you know, just, I think we both were in serious relationships. Yep. To where, um, you know, that breakup was unexpected and it was hard on us. Yep. Um, and so, and some of that stuff lingers. Um, I don't think that we really carried our past baggage into our relationship. But still, certain things still linger, even just the way you feel about yourself. Because you see, you know, your relationship fail, but then you also see other people who didn't get it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. And they just, like, you know, meet someone, and they they and as soon as they meet them, they date them for a little while, and they get proposed, and then it works out. And so when that doesn't happen for you, or you just kind of, Wonder like do do, like, do I not deserve this? And then when you actually do get engaged and have your own happiness, you still kind of feel like you feel you feel afraid to walk confidently in your new chapter because you're just like you're so used to the struggle. Yeah, like is this is this for me? Like, yeah. do I get good things too? And so, um, yeah, like you know, we definitely um, experience a bit of imposter syndrome when it came to happiness. Um, I think just for the first couple. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to. You have to really get used. You have to stop being so used to struggling all the time. Like, yeah, you fight for things. It's true that you do fight for things, and your journey might be a little bit more arduous than you know someone else's journey. Um, someone might just get it like like we just talked about the first time, mm-hmm. and where it just seems like everything's just so turnkey for them, and everything just works out just the first the first time, the first way, and everything like that. But. Um, I would, I would encourage you to do two things. Number one, if you see other people whose journeys are easier, don't judge them on the surface because the surface is often very deceitful as to what that person has actually been through. Uh, but then the second thing is don't be, cove- don't be covetous to the point where you don't even know how to enjoy your own, um, your own happiness because you're just so focused on how easy it was for, quote-unquote, easy it was for... Uh, 
for other people and how 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 you know simple it was for them to reach that milestone in their life and their relationship so yeah yep um yeah totally agree and we got one last um part Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much about moving forward spiritually we talked a good bit so i don't want to keep you guys forever right right so i mean basically um this part of the podcast is kind of like what both of us feel like our responsibilities are moving forward. And I think the main thing that we're, you know, the first thing, of course, you should probably try to do when you get engaged is find a um, marriage counselor of some sort. Me, some sort. And uh, me and Rochelle are in the process of doing that ourselves. But mm-hmm. even more so than that, start reading, start, start, start looking at literature of some sort that's going to help you improve as a husband for at least for the guys anyway yeah and for so the, and as a wife of the girls we got like two books already yeah people two two pretty big loving, books loving on us and loving mm-hmm. on us exactly and and i'm 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 working on how i'm going to be more biblically uh centered in regards to my manhood and in regards to my husbandry and uh i think rochelle as well is going to be definitely looking towards you know you can go tell them about yeah just i'm um, preparing to be a help me and just mm-hmm. being a good wife. I was having a, a, a dinner with two, two married women uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was telling them like, you know, like I really, really, really desire to be a good wife mm-hmm. and a good mom. And I can't wait. And, um, you know, I'm ready to walk into these things wholeheartedly and mm-hmm. just, you know, prepare to do my best. I think right. a lot of the times, you know, because of, the negative connotations with marriage just because of the way people kind of disrespect the institution. Right. Um, people just kind of go into it at, at times like, all right, this ain't probably ain't gonna work out anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna be my, I'm not gonna really make an effort to die to myself and change myself and change my ways Preach for to- my, <laughs> for my partner and so um it's important to me to be a good wife and, and to be a good mother there's really no point in accepting a ring or no point in walking down the aisle and signing your name on a dotted line if you don't feel like you're going to give it your all what's the point yeah you still want to be independent yeah it's, like, it's like, like it's like what's the point so um it's important to me to do that it's it's also important to me though to still strive to develop my own personal spiritual journey mm-hmm. with God because I think that when two people start to become as one, they start to do a lot of things together to the point where like you you may stop doing quiet time with a God on your own. Yeah, because you're so wrapped up in you're so your... wrapped in. And, and so that's another thing. It's important to, to me to still keep that um, sense of self care spiritually mm-hmm. with Christ on my own Keep and then we first. do things together as yep. well so exactly yeah yeah it's, uh, it's, I think uh, one of the things I'm actually going to be looking forward to uh, reading about is um, I heard Francis Chan actually talking about it. it's called marriage on mission and essentially like yeah that, that's what it's about like as much as you guys are into each other, also make sure that your primary focus is is how much you're into God. That's where it was going to keep y'all together, and keep y'all focused on um and keep keep your marriage together as well, because we're we're both fallible beings, and mm-hmm. um you know I'm gonna fail Roe and Roe's gonna fail me sometimes, but as long as we keep God first and we understand that that's our foundation, He'll never fail us, and that's just the that's just the the skinny of it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Alrighty, guys, we are going to wrap this up because we know we've talked a lot. Um, please just keep us in your prayers as we go throughout this journey. Please. Give us some encouragement. Um, love on us. We are really, really excited just for everything that's to come. And um, we thank you guys for listening to another podcast and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Later. Well, take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Just wanted to come again and let you know that this is going to be posted on the site, marriagemillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment there. Our IGs are Rochelle Ham and Sam's is Samuel Shoyola. That is S A M U E L S O Y O O L A. He's finally on Instagram, y'all. I finally got him on Instagram. So go follow him, please. So, yeah. Um, also, the podcast is on iTunes. So, subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type in the Millennials, uh, Mansion Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it'll pop up for you. Also, just want to give props to all the music on this podcast. The first song you hear is Set Me Free by Myron Butler. Second song you hear is Drowning by KB. Listen to the lyrics. Love them. If you love them as much as we do, purchase them. We do support Christian artists, and we hope that you do too. Alrighty, guys. Take care. Bye. Never found joy, I can only find distractions I'm trying to kick it, catch me out of fire